everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, and we are talking Sixers Celtics huge series. Who better to talk about it than the best sports analyst in the history of sports broadcasting, Charles Barkley? Appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you, brother. Appreciate the kind words. That still don't mean I'm not going to kick your ass on a golf course this summer. Yeah, just don't take my money, though. I don't have any money like you do. Hey, you got big money, John. Trust I me. Have, I have nothing compared to you, man. By the way, nobody is in more commercials. Maybe Kevin Hart. Nobody is in more commercials than you, Charles. John, I got bills to pay, man. I got two grandkids now. I'm trying to set it. By, hey, by the time they grow up, it's going to be like a million dollars to go to college. You're right about that. Hey, I, I mean, it's like every commercial break, during this time of year, it is Charles Barkley. And as I said, maybe Kevin Hart's mixed in, but congrats on all the commercials. And by the way, two grandkids now? Yeah, man. I just had the little, little Charlie. Uh, my daughter named her daughter after me, which is really cool. We had little Henry like 14 months ago, and she shocked me and named her new baby girl, little Charlie uh, Eliza. So, man, it's a pretty special time for me right now. She's like a week old. That is awesome. Congrats. Did uh, did your daughter surprise you with that? Like you didn't see that coming? I did not see that coming. I did not see things. She was going to name a little girl after me. It, it, it shocked me. It made me ha happy, obviously. But man, it, it was it was it, it was a shock. Well, congrats, Grandpa. That's awesome. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. It's pretty special being a grandpa. Like if every, every grandparent out there knows, man, it's special. Now to have two is crazy. OK, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, that is so awesome to hear. I didn't even know you have two grandchildren now. Congrats. And uh, boy, it's, it's getting big now. Sixers Celtics game five all tied up at two. Um, are you hoping that James Harden arrives tonight wearing that uh, cookie monster outfit from game one? I mean, it's worked well, right? Well, you know, James, you know who uh, I, I'm waiting for Joel to show up. You know, James has won two games for these guys. You know, this time uh, he's he, listen, Joel, he won MVP, well deserved, well earned. Now he's got to put his imprint on this series. I mean, right now, you know, the two games, six of one, have been all about James. So I expect the MVP to show up. Uh, I'm, I really hope he dominates a couple of games and six against this series. Yeah, obviously he's got that sprained LCL, and he mentioned that it could have been four to six weeks of rest if it was during the regular season or any other time. And he obviously was laboring and tired in the fourth quarter in game four. I mean, how much do you think that that is still affecting him and in, in the conditioning aspect? Well, let me tell you something. I, I don't, You don't get to make excuses at this part of the deal right now, John. If he's out there, he's got to play. Uh, I mean, I think that's actually what P.J. Tucker was telling him when he was yelling at him the other day, like, yo, man, 
you the MVP. You got to bring us home. So, uh, John, you don't get to make excuses. If, if he's going to be out there, he's got if he got he got to make a difference in the game. Yeah. Now we saw James Harden go for forty five. He went for forty two. You said it. He won two games, but he played over forty seven minutes on Sunday. Is it is it kind of tough to expect him to go off again tonight? You know, you know, John. I'm sick of you, young guys whining about guys playing 40 minutes a night. Hey, listen, we're not steel workers. Hey, listen, if you can't play basketball for 40 minutes a night and after day off, you need to really work on your conditioning or your mental mindset. You don't play back-to-backs in the playoffs. Uh, and, and let me, as far as James, he doesn't have to have 45, but he can't have 10 or 15. He's got to have 20, somewhere at 20, 25. Like, I don't expect stars to have 45 points a night, but your peaks and valleys can't be that wide disparity. Uh, but like I say, hey, uh, you know, Maxi getting a check, Tobias Harris getting a check, you know, it, it just can't always be about, like, James and Joel. Those other – hey, this is a team game, so everybody got to step up. I mean, they play on a team that's probably better than they are. So they – but, but listen, the Sixers are good enough to win this series. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I'm waiting for that Tyrese Maxey game, but it's pretty amazing because during the regular season against everybody else, he played amazing, but the Celtics have had his number all year. I mean, in this series, he's shooting 35% and only 21% from three, and you see him a couple times with layups, his shots getting blocked. What do you think the difference is with the way the Celtics play? You know, it's a great question. I said something about it before game one because we showed his numbers. Uh, I could not believe his numbers are that bad against uh, against the, uh, the the Celtics. But I tell you what, though, nobody cares about that. All it takes is one or two good games, and you can re- erase all that stuff. Uh, he needs a, a Tyrone Maxey game. Uh, oh, well, I like calling him Tyrone because it pisses his mom off. Uh, I, I, I got, I got to, she yelled at me one day. Uh, I'm just messing with her, but he needs a great, and same thing with Tobias Harris. You know, I mean, if you look at it from a realistic standpoint, James Harden has won the two games they won. It's time for somebody else to step up and, and win a, win a game and then win a second game. I agree with you. Now, wait a second. Did you ever call him Tyrone or how come you called him Tyrone to mess with his mom? Uh, just to mess with him. I just like messing with him. Uh, <laughs> we have the same limo service in Philadelphia. And she called me on the phone when I was in the car. She said, why do you call my son Tyrone? I said, Miss, Miss Maxie, I'm just messing with you. Because <laughs> I think he's a heck of a player. And uh, man, I, I really, you know, because we started traveling for the conference finals and we got the East this year. I really would like to come to Philadelphia and sleep in my own bed. So I really need the Sixers to win this series. All right. So so when he is not playing well, maybe he's Tyrone against the Celtics. He's been Tyrone. We need Tyrese back. We, we need Tyrese back. He He's due for a Tyrese. He's more like Tyrone right now. He has to play pretty good in game one, if, if, I, if, my, uh, if I can remember correctly. Uh, but it's time for somebody else to put an imprint James has did his part. He's won two games this series. Somebody else got to step up and win a game. Totally agree. Now, have you seen a guy like this go from 45 to then his two worst games ever back-to-back shooting-wise and then go off again in game four? I mean, 
hot and cold. Have you ever seen anything quite like that? Have you seen Anthony Davis play like the last two weeks? Well, that's every other game, though. That's the odd number games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing I touched on a little bit earlier. You can't go from 40 to 10 or 40 to 15. I mean, because if you obviously you have 40, you had everything cooking that night. That's a great game to get 40. But you got to get back to 24, somewhere in that range on a bad night. He's too good a player to go from 45 to 10. Uh, but listen, like I say, hey, they got away the other night because when the, when the Celtics got away with that offensive foul by Jason Taylor and went up five, I thought that game was over. Yeah, by the way, um, can you believe that the, the officials, the NBA came out and said that the officials made the right call? Well, I don't even know what a push-off is anymore. Well, first of all, the NBA, they're doofuses. Like, I hate when they do that because it doesn't matter uh, when they do that. They do it all the time, and it's stupid. Like, because even if they have said he missed it, it didn't matter. I mean, they do it. They do that after, all the time, and it drives me crazy. I'm like, you got it wrong or you got it right? whatever happened in that situation, what was the call? So they didn't call it. First of all, it was a bad call, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but, hey, listen, that's water under the bridge right now. We got a big game tonight. I cannot wait. We got two big games tonight. I mean, when they, let me tell you something. They don't get bigger than 2-2. And both of our series are 2-2 going into game five. I cannot wait to watch both of these games tonight. I agree. Philly is fired up, but there's there's just that sense of doubt, like who's going to step up tonight? So, you know, when you look at a game five, the Celtics, they already said they're desperate. It's a must win for them. Do you think the Sixers will match the intensity and the desperation of the Celtics tonight? Well, they got no choice. If they don't, John, if you don't get up, if you first of all, let's take, take into account, this is Sixers against the Celtics, Okay. Uh, I remember my first year is when we had the big fight with the Celtics. I remember like guys were not really taking preseason serious, but when we got to that game, I was uh, talking to Andrew Tony about it. I said, yo man, everybody's quiet in the locker room. Cause you know, in the first two or three games, everybody was joking around. We had music on and everything. I didn't know anything about, you know, I'd seen it on television. I didn't know anything about the six or Celtics rivalry and everybody like the locker room is quiet. There's no music. Nobody said anything. I'm like, yo, Andrew, what's going on tonight? Everything. All right. He says, we're playing the Celtics. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you'll see it when we get out there. And that was the infamous fight when Doc and Larry got to fight. It's a totally different animal when you play the Celtics. So the Sixers better be ready. They know the Celtics. Hey, first of all, both teams are desperate. If you're not desperate for a chance to go home and clinch this series, uh, it's something wrong with you. So the Sixers got to know the Celtics are going to come out aggressive. The crowd is going to be going crazy. They got to match their intensity. Yeah, and and I go back with the NFL, how the Eagles were always chasing the Cowboys back in the 90s. And you look at the Celtics, they've, they've won five straight playoff series against the Sixers, and two of them with Joel, the last two. You think this is kind of a defining moment, these last three games, to try to get over the hump against the Celtics for this group of Joel and James? Well, I think it probably is, because I think we don't have any idea what James is going to do this summer. 
so that you know, I've heard all the rumors. Um, don't like the rumors, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't want to hear about other teams when you're playing for my team in the middle of the season. I don't care what you're going to do in the future, uh, but you stick. Just talk about our team. That's what you do. Don't worry about opting out of your contract. Don't worry about where you might play or what might happen. No, you have to live in the moment. Uh, We got a guy on our team who's the MVP, uh, which is a great accomplishment. So listen, uh, we're 2-2. You can't ask to be in a better situation. Uh, So, uh, man, I'm really looking forward to it. I expect my Sixers to show up tonight. So give me your pick. Who's coming out of this series? Well, I think whoever wins the game tonight is going to win the series. <laughs> no, I, I like I say, this is a big game. But I think whoever wins the game tonight is going to win the series. I tr- well, whether it's the Sixers or the Celtics, I think whoever wins the series tonight, wins the game tonight is going to win the series. So right now, as you see, when you're looking at the Celtics team, to me, I see – They've just got more guys on their team that the Sixers can't guard. Do you think that they have that, that one mm. or two extra guys that just the Sixers can't guard? I'm, I'm not even talking about Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, but I'm talking about the other guys, Derek White, Marcus Smart. No, no I, I, no, I don't think there's two, but only two guys that are guys like, okay, those two guys are great players. That's Jalen and Jason. But they can't guard Joel. And if when James is aggressive, and first for, James should be actually more aggressive, because if you look at these teams, first of all, it's so easy to score as, as a great guard in the NBA today because they switch everything. And every time, and we talk about it on our show all the time, anytime a guard is guarded by a big guy, he should be thinking to himself, "Are you kidding me right now?" And I don't understand. Like James should go at Al Horford. Or any big like now, now Al's different. Uh, Al's different than Jalen and Jason. Like those guys got, they're great defenders. But anytime, anytime, there's got to be a, a chance where they they switch Al. And you go back to game one. You go back to the last game. James should be able to score on 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 Al or get a good shot every single time. I like to see the Sixers get a ball to Joel in the post more. I hate when they give him the ball at the free throw line. I think because he number one, he sells for two minute jump shots, but also it's just so crowded. There's no room for Maxi and, uh, and Tobias to move out there going to the basket. So I love when Joel gets the ball in the post. I like to see them do that a little bit more. Well, that's what that's what was great about Game Four. You saw Joel be really aggressive and assertive, but it seems like. He can't do that for a whole game at this point. Like he wore down in the fourth quarter. He said he was tired. Uh, I mean, do you think that they'll try to come out and and get him going again and get him down in the paint? Well, the beauty of the thing is, John, they don't have to get him going. The suckers are going to double him. He could rest on offense. If he goes down in the post, they're going to double him. They're not going to let him go one-on-one. So he could either just uh, get the ball in the post, wait on a double team and rest and get guys wide open shots. I think when they get him the ball in the post, he uses a lot of energy trying to score. But sometimes he should host, uh, uh, just said, hey, you know what? I know they're going to double me. Let me just get the ball and see what happens. If I were to ask you, almost like gym class, you can pick five best players in this series in order. Who do you think 
in order are the five best players in this series. Like number one, if you were to like go, go, going on the series or yeah, like or, if you were yeah, if you were to start an NBA team right now, which player would be number one in this series for you to take and 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 ride them? Joel, Jason Tatum. Well, I think you have to go with Jason and Jalen uh, because they, they, they're going to be there all the time. You have to factor in, even though I think Joel is probably a better player, his durability is a big deal. Uh, I really think that's a big deal. Uh, he's got to find a way to, to be available all the time. Uh, and that's the only difference. But I said, uh, if you ask me to answer that question truthfully, I think Jason and Jalen are always available. Joel, like I say, I think he's probably a better player, but availability is the best ability. Yeah, I hear you. By the way, I mean, do you think what we've seen from the Celtics, they seem a little disorganized sometimes at the end of games? I mean, do you think that the Sixers have a real opportunity here to take advantage of that? Because we have seen the Celtics dominate sometimes this year, but then there's other times where they let some games slip away that they should have won. Well, I think the biggest question mark with the Celtics is going to be the coaching staff. Um, the coach has made some crucial mistakes. Uh, he's admitted it, but that doesn't matter. He still made them. And I've said before, it's going to, at some point, it could come back to bite them because, you know, he's never been under the gun. This is probably the first time, like, 2-2, two, two, like, Whoa, it's starting to get real right now. And uh, so that that to me is some of the reason that sometimes disjointed. Uh, so like I say, I'm really looking forward to this game tonight because now it really matters. Uh, like when you're 2-2, every mistake matters. Uh, to, uh, you know, you have to figure out uh, turnovers matter and things like that. But now the pressure is ratcheting up when it's 2-2. Yeah, we are really looking forward to this on TNT, Charles. Um, I, I still can't get it out of my mind about Al Horford, the version of Al Horford that we saw in Philly. And then this is what we see when he's with the Celtics. It's almost like Nick Foles, where Nick Foles was only good with the Eagles and he goes everywhere else. And, yeah. and he's just not Eagles Nick Foles. Like Al Horford, he's 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 a reliable, good shooter on the outside now. He's can you explain how he's so much better with Boston and not Philly? Well, I think the biggest difference is there's not as much as there's less pressure on him in Boston because he, he he has to be like the third or fourth or fifth best player. I think going back to Philly, when y'all gave him that big free agent contract, y'all were expecting him to be probably the third best player on the team. He has a um, he can, he kind of he got a great situation up there. I mean, he's probably the fifth best player for them. And 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 listen, there's different levels on an NBA team. Like everybody can't be a star on an NBA team. They can't handle the mental and physical pressure that goes with doing that. Sometimes you know there's a reason they call some guys Batman, some guys Robin. You know, you know, Al's is further down the line. So he's just, like being that guy is a great luxury to have. Yeah, and I'll tell you, uh, on the Sixers, I've been really impressed with what P.J. Tucker has brought 
with the toughness that they brought him here for. But you mentioned that that little talk with Joel. I mean, it's funny because PJ got the bucket. He was going to have to shoot a free throw, a huge free throw to tie the game. But he went over right to Joel and laid into him. How, mm-hmm. how impressed have you been? Have you seen a different Sixers team? Like, do they have a new toughness because of T- uh, PJ? Well, PJ is a tough kid. I like him a lot as a player. But I love the fact in that moment he was saying, like I say, I don't know what he said. But he's saying, yo, man, you are a guy. You know, I've had guys yell at me like, yo, man, we need you to bring us home. And like I say, I'm waiting on Joel to have a defining moment, a defining performance. Like I say, the two games they won, it was James. And you just won the MVP. He needs a defining moment in this series. And he hasn't had it yet. Well, you had a special moment because you were the one that announced to the Sixers team and the country and the world that Joel was MVP. And you saw that moment with the Sixers team. You saw Joel get very emotional, got had tears. And then you saw his son run out to him. Little Arthur ran out to him and you saw Joel crying. Yeah. How awesome was that whole, both those moments and you were a part of that? Well, I was happy for him. Uh, because, you know, he's been in a conversation the last couple of years, been run up two years in a row. I know he wants to win it badly. And uh, I was just happy for him. And I think also you factor in, you know, man, something like this has nothing to do with one season. I think you look at where he came from. Uh, you know, I think I, I read he didn't start playing basketball until he was 15. Then you come to another country and you turn into a great basketball player. The journey has been incredible and amazing. So I was happy for him. I was happy for his family. And like I say, the MVP was well-deserved. Yeah, that was, that was a special moment. All right. So, so where are we going? You're, you're going to be on the road for the Eastern conference finals. I'm hoping hoping it's Philly. I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping it's Philly. I was hoping it was Philly, New York. That'd be a nice little trip up on the train. Um, That would be a real nice trip. But like I say, I think whoever wins this game tonight is going to win the series, whether it's Philly or Boston, whoever wins tonight is going to win this series. Well, obviously Vegas, they have the Celtics as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. That is telling me Vegas thinks it's going to be a big Celtics win tonight. Well, listen, I I, I don't – their job is to make you think. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, to be honest with you. And I think who – and it just sounds stupid when I say it. I think who made to make the best decisions down the stretch. I think these teams, they're pretty much evenly matched. Uh, I want to see James continue to be aggressive. You know, the thing that bothers me about James at times is when I got traded to Phoenix, I told Dan Marley and Kevin Johnson, I said, don't worry about me. And I criticized James after game two. I said, for some reason, when Joel's out there, he's not nearly as aggressive. First of all, they, they can both score, as you saw with Katie and Booker. They both can score 40. There's plenty, there's plenty of balls to go around for those two guys. James just need to be aggressive, especially if they're going to switch a big guy on him. Uh, but for some reason, at different times when Joel's out there, he's a passive. 
And like I say, no, dude, you just saw both guys can score 35, 40 points and your team still win. Well, they did score 76 combined on Sunday, the, the most ever by Sixers teammates. I think you were on that list, though. Uh, was it you and Hersey Hawkins, maybe, that uh, in the playoffs? Were you up in that range? I'm not, I can't remember, John. Dude, I remember that was 30, folks, almost 40 years ago. I don't remember what I did last week. <laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, like I say, those two guys, but I, but I said, we need a Max in a Tobias Harris game. They get checks too now, John. I mean, you, it's, it, especially if, uh, if Joel is compromised with that knee, Maxie and Tobias Harris have to really step up. I agree. And and sometimes in this series, you see moments where Tobias can use his size when, when the Celtics are switching. Do you think there's something about pressure moments where Tobias is not able to kind of come through in the big moments or be aggressive? Well, they got the, that's up to the coaching staff and the other players. Like when he has a size advantage, they got to make it, Hey, Tobias has a size advantage uh, because you know, he's, he's not, Obviously, everything runs through James and Joel, but that's where your coaching staff come into play. They're like, wait a minute, we have a mismatch over here. Uh, so so the coaching staff and other players, if the players don't realize it, because they're used to James and Joel having the ball, if Tobias has a mismatch, the coaching staff are going to say, hey, guys, Tobias got a little guy guarding him. So, like I say, it's, it's a lot of things to play into it. The players got to be smarter. The coaches got to be smarter. When somebody has a mismatch, take advantage of it. Yeah, well, you're calling it, man. Hopefully there is a Tyrese Maxey game or a Tobias game. Before I let you go, Charles, I mean, right now, after you saw the Phillies go to the World Series, the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, and now you got the Sixers on a run here, who do you think has the best chance of winning Phillies' next championship out of all these teams? Well, you got the fact that you did you say that did you you said the Phillies right? Yes, I did. You said the Phillies with well, my Phillies in trouble. Shout out to Reese Hoskins. I hope he gets well soon. It's got to be the Eagles. You know, number one, congratulations to Jalen Hurts on his new contract, well-deserved. But Howie Roseman, man, he's doing a fabulous job. You know, and the thing is, you know, Fletcher Cock is a stud. Uh, Jason Kelsey is a stud. And obviously they're getting older. But, man, he's done a fabulous job retooling this team with a bunch of young guys. So they're going to be really good for the next probably five to seven years. And uh, he's doing a, an amazing job. And if, uh, so the Eagles, to me, uh, are probably the best prime for, to win. See, that's a great point, because when you look at the path to get to the Super Bowl again, all the, all the quarterbacks are gone from the NFC. Aaron Rodgers is now yeah. with the Jets. I mean, the yeah, AFC. Yeah, but, no, but you can't look at it like that, because number one, did you? Did anybody think the Eagles were going to get to the Super Bowl last year? They, uh, they knew not, that. not at the start, but when they were, you know, eight, I, no, nine. I know that, but 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 that's the thing, John. Every year in sports are different. Every year in sports are totally different. Like you know, the Eagles are probably going to be favored in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl, but man, let me tell you something. You can't. You the Forty Niners are going to be there. But there's going to be a surprise team. That, that, that's the one thing about sports. 
every year is totally different than the year before. Yeah, and and look what happened to the Bucks this year. All right, so Charles, let me ask you this: You say the Eagles, but what if the Sixers get past the Celtics, which would be monumental because I think the Celtics are the best team in the NBA. But if the Sixers get by the Celtics and they play the Heat, most likely in the Eastern Conference Finals, would the Sixers have the best shot of winning well, the championship? Well, because I don't know. Because uh, number one, I think they would definitely get to the finals against the Heat, but. The Lakers and Denver are going to be tough, man. They're going to be really tough matchups. Like, to me, that's a pick em series. I'm probably going to pick the Nuggets. But they haven't even gotten by the Suns yet. The Suns got two nuclear yeah. weapons. So, but I still, I'm still picking Denver. But, yo, Denver and the Lakers would be a handful for the Sixers. Can you imagine if you had Joel against... Nikola Jokic in the final MVP battle. That would be great. But I mean, but let me tell you something. What about Anthony Davis and LeBron would be fabulous also. Philly LA again? That would be great. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I and, and I agree about the Phillies. I think it's going to be a tough road. I, what are they? Eight games behind the Braves already. The Braves are just amazing. And you've also got the Dodgers, the Mets, the Padres. You've got too many good teams in the National League. Yeah, but the Dodgers are not this good this year. The Mets have really struggled. I'm trying to think, like the Braves. Now, the Braves are a handful. The, the Braves, to me, you know, they remind me of the Eagles. What I mean by that is their general manager must be amazing. Yeah, I mean, they got so many young players. They got them tied up for the next five to seven years, just like Howie does a fabulous job. Who was drafting for the Braves and scouting for the Braves? They do an amazing job. Uh, but like I say, you know, we got Bryce back now, uh, and, and uh, he hit his first home run. I saw, but man, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Did, 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 I think. You know, they got Tatis back back in San Diego, so they're playing yeah. well right now. But I'm trying to think, who else in the National League is good? Well, I, I mean, the the Braves, the Padres, and look, I think the Dodgers will, will get back to being good. And and the Mets, I mean, I think the Mets will be good. Um, but the I, I Braves just, are the, the Braves are the, are the class right now. They're unbelievable. It's, yeah. They, they, and, and, yeah. I mean, for the Phillies to be eight games back, whatever it is right now, already. How about um, the Yankees? The Yankees in last place in that division. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult for them to catch up, too, because the Rays are on a whole other planet right now. And Tampa's uh, – not Tampa. Um, Toronto's playing great. Yeah. And, uh, and Boston is shocking some people. So yeah. it's uh, like it's going to be very difficult, especially, you know, you, John Carlo is out as usual. I think Judge is coming back today. But, man, it's hard to win when you're playing. Like everybody in the division is playing good. It's hard to make up ground when you play the, the, those teams. Yep. That's why that's why I'm agreeing with your Eagles uh, point, because the Eagles will be the favorites in the division and the NFC. And uh but that division is crazy because the Cowboys are going to be pretty good. And that coach with the Giants, Coach Dable, holy smokes, man. What a hell of a job he's doing. Yeah, but they still got Daniel Jones as their highly paid quarterback. Not sold on him. Well, but let me tell you something. 
that coach, man, he whatever he's doing, he had Josh Allen out there for MVP. I mean, he is a coach, he is a quarterback whisperer. I mean, yeah, he, he is a yeah, he's getting it done. He maxed out everything out of that team. Yes. Right, so 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 we, we're gonna see you in Philly for the Eastern Conference Finals, then, right? I hope so, brother. Let's I make really it happen. So. Let, let, hey, hey, you still guys to make it happen starting tonight. You got it. It's a big one. We look forward to seeing you on TNT. It's going to be a great game. This is the, the Sixers got to get over the hump against the Celtics, Charles. It's got to happen. Hey, brother. Sometime. Hey, let me tell you something. I look forward to playing golf with you this summer, too, brother. Let's go. I'm not betting any money, though. Come on, John. Stop being cheap. You can't be cheap your whole life. <laughs> hey. You're at a different level, my friend. All right, boy. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Thank you so much for doing it. Appreciate it. Of course. Go Sixers. Oh, I'm so flagrant.